Hello, ladies and gents. This is Casey Campbell, and you're listening to It's Tempting. You better buckle up. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of It's Tempting with me, Casey, Casey Campbell. Love you guys. I'm stoked for another week. Before we dive in today, I have a few things that I want to cover. I feel like I always kind of update you guys on my life, what's going on. We keep it real like that. We're a little family, okay? So life in Florida. Life in Florida has been great. However, some things have happened (laughs) the past few weeks. So as you guys all know, I left my nine to five back in March. I've been doing content creation and podcasting full time. I'm still doing that, but I was actually at a dinner a few weeks ago and I met some people and long story short, what I used to do for work came up that I was like a retail manager, operations manager, did like merchandising and I also specialize in managing salons and spas. And just based on my personality and whatnot, I actually got recruited to manage like a spa gym wellness center in one of the most exclusive high rises in downtown Miami, (laughs) okay? And at first I was like, damn, like I don't really wanna go back to having like a job, like working for someone else. But considering the opportunity and the building and the types of people I was gonna be around, I was like, you know what, let's give this a trial run. Gave it a trial run, you guys, and I fucking love it. I I do. I love it. I'm not going to lie. It feels so good, like leading a team again, managing again, running shit, being a boss. Um, I'm not going to say what building it is and where. Yeah, I'm not going to say what building it is because, number one, I signed like a shit ton of, a shit ton of NDAs because the type of people I'm around. And number two, like I don't really want anyone knowing where I'm working. But I'm like running shit, you guys. I'm running a spa. I'm running a gym. It feels so good. I'm like on the fucking 61st floor just overlooking all of fucking Florida. It's nuts. I feel like I'm on top of the fucking world. It's really wild. And I'm just around some of the most like successful, influential like people in Miami on a daily basis. And it's so fucking motivating and like I just I'm in a pinch me moment right now. So I'm my life is fully in fucking Florida. You guys, not only am I doing content creation and my podcast studios here, I now have a job like an actual job, like with stability. I have a lot going on. Okay, I'm shook. Okay, I at first I was really like a little bit hesitant about going back to a regular job, but I feel like this is the only exception to the rule. And like I said, when I'm up on that 61st floor and I'm overlooking all of fucking Florida, it's wild. I can see Brickle, Miami, South Beach, Aventura. I'm just like up there and I'm like, wow, I'm on the top of the fucking world. Like if someone would have told me five years ago that like you're going to be living in Florida, like running shit in this high rise fucking building, like your podcast is going to be successful. You're going to be living for a lottery. I'll be like, bitch, get the actual fuck out of here. What do you mean? I just don't even know how this all occurred. I really thought I was just going to come here for the summer. And now I'm like fully fucking immersed in South Florida life. Like I'm getting paid in the state of Florida. It's fucking wild. I have benefits, but I have a benefits package. That shit's wild. Like my doctor is going to be in Florida. I don't know what the fuck is happening. I don't know how this occurred. 
But yeah, you guys, I've been really fucking busy because I've been like going through like orientation and like learning everything. And like I said, it's a really exclusive building. So I have to learn like a lot in a very short amount of time, especially because like I'm leading a team. So it's just been really fucking um, insane. So that's kind of what's been going on in my life. On top of that, if you guys have listened to any of my podcasts, you guys would know that I go through these phases where I just want to disappear off the face of the fucking earth. specifically from social media and I'm I'm going through that right now which is hard because like I said I do content creation and podcasting and it's really hard to want to go off the face of the fucking earth and off of social media when your businesses and how you make money is all online so that is another thing I've been kind of going through so like no excuse but that is kind of why I may be a little bit behind on TI right now. That's one of the reasons is I got this new job that I love and I'm killing it at, but it's really taking up a lot of my time. And then I'm also just like not wanting, I kind of want to go off the grid right now, which I can't do because I love podcasting and I love doing these episodes and it's my job, but it is very hard when I deal with this social media issue that I have. Um, but that's just me being transparent. So that's kind of what's going on with me. There were some people's concerns with like how I'm recapping and how I'm behind a few episodes. So number one, I'm, I just owned it. Like my life has been very fucking busy. Like I don't think you guys understand. It's like, it's all good things, but I'm trying to get my finances in order. I'm trying to get my shit together. I have this new job. I have multiple streams of income. Like a lot is going on. So trying to sit down and watch TI episodes has been difficult. I'm not going to lie. So that's number one. Again, just keeping it real with you. Number two, I've also been very transparent that TI is just like a stepping stone for me. And it's not what I want my podcast to be completely about. I know that right now, obviously, season five is airing and like I need to recap. But Even when I like decided to do Nicole's episode over an episode of TI, I was very honest with you guys. Like that is what I want to do. I want to be interviewing public figures, not just on TI, not just on reality shows, but like big public figures, influential people, people that are like changing the world and are thinking differently. So yeah, you guys, I'm not going to stick to an exact perfect TI recapping schedule because that's not what I want to do forever okay it's fun I love it I love talking shit I love making you guys laugh but in the grand scheme of things like I want to talk about like real life stuff and interview real people that have shit to say so that's kind of where I'm at with that so don't compare this podcast to other reality tv podcasts that just recap episodes every single week because that is not the goal of me for me and my podcast okay so I'm in my own lane So you got to treat me as if I'm in my own lane, okay? Also, disclaimer, I say this all the time. I say this every week. There's nothing personal about this, you guys. It's for shits and giggles. I'm just judging the footage that was provided to me. So if I have strong opinions, I promise it doesn't mean anything. I'm sure if I met you guys in real life, we would shoot the shit. Um, And that's that. Also, I don't have a fit today, you guys, because like I said, I've been very fucking busy. So I'm wearing this cute little hoodie from Fresh Hoods. It has like ivy on it. And I'm not going to lie. It kind of reminds me of Poison Ivy and Batman and Robin, which if you don't know who I'm talking about, number one, we can't be friends. Number two, she was 100% that bitch. You guys, she 
really defined my childhood. Uma Thurman, <laughs> Batman and Robin is Poison Ivy. I thought she was a fucking legend. I thought she like bow fucking down. Like I can't even begin to explain to you what an impact she had on my childhood. So I'm just throwing that out there. This hoodie reminds me of her and I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not in a fit today, but I'm still a bad fucking bitch. And yeah, that's that. It's from Fresh Hoods. Check them out at Fresh Hoods Official on Instagram. I tagged them in my story today. So when you guys listen to this on Tuesday, it would have been on my story on Monday. But I'll tag them again. I'll do a few posts because I love them. And they send me shit. And I'm a hoodie girl, as you guys all know. I'm very picky about hoodies, though. Very, very picky. I really don't like fangirl over merch or hoodies often. Fresh Hoods Official is one of the few companies that I actually fucking fangirl over so that is that also another week with love shop toys you guys why aren't we getting it on (laughs) okay not me and you personally but why aren't you getting it on with yourself or getting it on with your significant other or your situationship or your sneaky link or that dude on hinge I don't know, get a little fucking weird, whip out a toy, put on some lingerie, use code tempting for 10% off, check them out at Love Shop Toys on Instagram or loveshoptoys.com slash tempting. Alrighty, let's get into this episode. So I just mentioned how we are a little bit behind right now. Um, So I want to get caught up as quickly as possible because, yes, you guys are telling me, like, episode seven is fucking insane. Today, I'm going to finish recapping episode five because I have a shit ton of notes. Next week, I'm not making any promises. I might drop two episodes, one for episode six, one for episode seven, just so we can get all caught up in real time. Again, not making any promises. I'm trying to get caught up as quickly as possible. However, I don't want to take away from my episodes. I don't want to take away from my notes from like trying to rush. And for episode five, I have like over 100 notes. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to add in episode six in here because there's just no way it's going to take away from the quality of the fucking episode. So I'm going to try to get up, get caught up as quickly as possible. But today we're finishing episode five. Next week, I'm going to try really hard to drop two episodes so we are all caught up in real time because I know you guys are waiting for my opinions. But you know, the longer the wait, the better it's going to get. Okay. Alrighty. So episode five, it picked up where I left off last week. It picks up with Vanessa crying to Mike about the light. She says um, she doesn't want to be consumed with anxiety and worry. This is a very real concern, I will say, because you have to keep in mind, you still have to get through this entire fucking process and the entire fucking show. And if you are just anxiety ridden, it makes that very fucking hard to do. And I experienced this, as we all know. I didn't watch bonfire clips like I didn't do certain things because I knew my anxiety like couldn't handle it and I wouldn't get through the show. So I completely understand what she's saying she's very upset and she says I don't want to trick myself into thinking he's gonna do right by me Mike tells her to not let the light ruin her experience and he does give her some pretty incredible words of encouragement in that moment okay then Vanessa is in the confessional saying that she's not handling the experience well and she's going to be triggered regardless whether it's her man or not And that makes it even worse. Mike tells her she's got this. And then he says, quote, it's a fucking light. And I'm going to be honest. Would the I asked myself as I was watching this whole scene, I was like, would the light fuck with me? Like if I was back on season one filming this in real time and like that light was going off, I want to say 
yeah, it would. But then also at the same time, I just feel like my ex at the time, like he was just fucking on one. So it's like every time the light would light up, I would just be like, yeah, it's obviously fucking Ethan. <laughs> you know, like it ain't nobody else. Okay. Like, let's just keep it real. I feel like I would, I would be almost desensitized to it as long as I'm not seeing it. Like, if it was just lighting up, I just, it would almost be laughable. It would be like me and the single guy, just like, oh, there's Ethan fucking doing something else. Like, what fucking else is new? So, I don't know. I feel like I have a unique experience because I, my man was really the only one that was like really doing the most. So, I think it would almost be like laughable, but I don't know. Maybe it would fuck with me. I don't know. I can't really put myself back in that mindset because I was so different back then. But I think I would be desensitized to it. So now we're at the guy's villa and they're getting ready ready for prom. I freaking love this idea. And we all we find out that it's great's first prom, which is cute as fuck because like prom is a vibe. You know, prom is like a monumental moment in your life. I feel like like everyone has to have at least one prom, even if it's a prom like this. Hall says we now have a crystal ball that churns red every time there is temptation. LOL. I love that he calls it a crystal ball. He acknowledges that everyone will be tense when the red light goes off. And I'm not going to lie. I'm going to fucking die when this thing goes off for the first time. I feel like I'm recapping, like, obviously an episode that you guys saw, like, a, f a couple weeks ago. But I don't know. I think it's still going to be a good time me recapping this because you guys, I'm fucking dead. Later when this shit starts lighting up, I was cracking up when I was watching this episode. We also don't have night vision twerking this episode. Thank fucking God. Thank fucking God. Okay. Like I just, I could not handle another moment. It's like, I've had a busy week. Okay. I have, I've had a stressful week. I don't need another like episode of night vision twerking. Okay. I just, I can't do it. So thank, thank fucking God. Rob is saying he's not trying to make the light go off. He says, quote, the mystery behind what sets off the temptation light. I could have set it off already and I don't even know it. Vanessa is going to be freaking out if that light goes off. And I didn't really realize that they weren't aware, like, what exactly sets the light off. Like, I figured we, it's, like, fucking, right? <laughs> like, <coughs> not to, like, be vulgar, but, like, I feel like it has to be, like, either you're having sex or you're, like, pretty damn fucking close to it. Like, some clothes are off and, like, you're in bed being frisky. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I feel like that's common sense, but who knows? So now we're at the girls villa. Wow. I can't talk today. I, I do this. I talk too fast. My brain goes faster than my mouth can fucking say the words. So we're at the girls villa. There's a casino party. I love the outfits. We find out, um, Christiane, which that is his fucking name. You guys, I said it was crazy last week, or maybe just it's Maricela and her like accent. I don't know, but that's how she's pronouncing his name is Christiane, which I'm like, Ooh, okay, that's a little different. Appreciate it, though. Respect it. Like, you wear it with confidence, okay? <laughs> so um, Christiane says Maricela is looking good, and she's piqued his interest. And then they all take a shot together, and the toast is to red lights and wild nights. Cheers, shorties. And I kind of fucking love that. Paris tells Christiane he looks nice, but then she looks at Tajik and tells he, him he looks better. And I'm just confused because didn't she just kind of end things with him? And like low key, how are they already in a toxic relationship? Like they're literally in a toxic relationship with this like back and forth. 
I even put on my notes, girl, I've been there too, but damn, like literally you not six hours ago, you told him to go explore other connections and now you're telling him like he looks better. And I even put on my notes, she lets him off the hook so easy. He says, that's right. After she says, um, that he looks better and she says oh now you want to talk to me give me a hug I'm sorry and they hug it out he goes in for that hug real quick and then they admit that they hate being mad at each other she says in the confessional that they had a misunderstanding and at first she thought she wasn't going to talk to him anymore and low-key you guys if you don't know what a fuckboy spell is this is it playing out in real time you guys this this fuck boy has her under his spell big time i even have my notes we lost another soldier ladies like we lost her she doesn't even know that she's lost to this fuck boy that's the saddest part he says i just was wanting you to understand me but i wasn't trying to understand you and i'm sorry i want to understand you while i was holding her hands and looking into her into her eyes this man has a phd in fuck boy Okay, like if you look up fuckboy in the dictionary, Tajik's face is like there. Like he he's been doing this. He knows what to say. He knows what to do. Definition of a fuckboy. And Paris, she doesn't even know what just happened. He's so good at fuckboying that it just flew right the fuck over her head. He just <laughs> reeled her in. He he caught her like line and sinker. Is that the fucking phrase? I don't know. But he's reeling her the fuck in. And she doesn't even know what the fuck happens. They are glad they made up and they are about to have a good night. And she tells him she has to be a good girl. And he says, hey, you can try. And honestly, I'm just going to let this whole scene be be a lesson to myself. Okay, because I, too, have a weakness for fuckboys, you guys. And I'm getting too old for this shit. I really fucking am. But it's like I'll I'll put my foot down and I'll like go full ghost mode on a fuckboy and then they'll like come back in and just say exactly what this fucking idiot said and I'll just be like, oh, and it will like melt my hopeless romantic heart and I'll be like, oh my god, like he's trying to be different. Like fuck, fuck Casey. Shut the fuck up. Like go take an ice bath, okay? And cool yourself down because he's a fucking fuckboy and I, she gave in quick, you guys, and I have a habit of giving in quick. So I'm taking this moment as a lesson to myself and anyone else out there that struggles with fuckboys, please take this as a lesson to yourself as well because holy shit. My next note, I put, you guys, his name is Christiane. I wasn't crazy because she says that. He, um, Maricela calls him that. He's getting it on with Maricela on the table. They're just kind of twerking for now. She's admitting that she's starting to see him differently in that white suit. He looks so good. Tajik is magic miking it up again. He really is good at that. He's got some moves, okay? He's got some smooth ass like hip movement. He doesn't look like the exorcist that this time. So that's a positive. Christian is biting the garter off of Caitlin's leg. And I'm not even going to lie, you guys. This is a bucket list item of mine. <laughs> okay. I need it. It doesn't have to be on my wedding day, even though that would be nice. But like at some point in my life, I need a man. I need to be wearing a garter around my thigh and I need a man to bite it off of my leg and like slide it down my leg. Bucket list item. The way I would simply pass away if I was Caitlyn right now. Just like immediately like death. Okay. <laughs> like immediate. And he says he's ready for Chippendales. L- LOL. 
Caitlin admits that the single guys were great about throwing a party and wanting to distract them, but she misses Hall. And of course, it immediately shoots over to the guy's villa right after she says that, where he's probably telling Michaela he wants to have six kids with her. Like, I wouldn't even be surprised if it's like, oh, I miss Hall. And it pans over and it's like, Michaela, like, let's have babies. Like, that's really been like the theme of this whole scenario between them. This prom looks wholesome, okay? The most wholesome party we've seen so far this year. They all cheers to their first prom. Hall says that he's having too much fun with Michaela, that he wants to know everything about her. Quote, I can't get Michaela out of my mind. I feel like that's kind of a sign. Like, if you can't get someone out of your mind, that you should probably explore that connection. I'm just saying, like, someone's not just in your mind, like, running through your mind all day if, like, they're not meant to be there. I, I don't know. I believe in that personally. Michaela admits she's more nervous for this prom than she was for her high school prom and she says Hall is giving me butterflies and I don't know how to feel about it she tells him that she's been single for three years and hasn't met anyone even close to him he wants to know how she did this to him and he says this is a direct quote you better not be playing with me I deserve it I deserve a girl to break my heart and tear me up I have mixed feelings about that because I feel like a few episodes back I made the comment where if a guy ever like looks at you a guy or a girl and it's like oh like you deserve so much better than me it's like that's a fucking red flag that's them just like trying to cover up the fact that they're a piece of shit human and a cheater and a liar and god knows what else but they're trying to sugarcoat it and make it seem like oh like but I'm still a good guy I'm just like flawed no red flag but in this instance I feel like it's different because he's not saying that she deserves better like he's still pursuing her and he's still trying to be good for her I mean he's not being good for Caitlyn right now but he's trying to be good for Michaela he's just saying like you know considering the situation I'm in and considering what's going down like I deserve a girl to break my heart so I have mixed feelings about it I feel like this might be a little bit different than just saying like oh like you deserve better she does re reassure him that she's not playing with him he says he genuinely does he genuinely does love Caitlyn quote but I was missing so much love and attention and then it shows them dancing like him and Michaela are alone on the dance floor and they're just being cute they're not twerking they're just like dancing together being goofy giggling twirling each other around and honestly you guys it's super fucking cute I'm not gonna lie I hate to admit it because like I said this situation is the most close for or to what happened to me but that scene was cute as fuck and it seemed very fucking real and I, I've had people in my dms like being like hey girl I don't agree with you but like agree to disagree you guys it's, it's not giving Ethan vibes okay it's giving different kind of vibes to me it really fucking is and I feel like I I have like the credit credibility to like say that because I've been the Caitlyn you know Rob takes Des over to the hammock and then Great is snuggled with Nafisa on the couch. And I will say these prom dresses are fucking horrifying. Like I would not be chill with this. <laughs> okay. Prom, cute as fuck. Love the, love the party idea. I wouldn't be okay with these dresses. I'd be like, no, nah, I'm good. You know, like ain't happening. Great tells Nafisa he wants to continue where they left off from earlier in the afternoon. 
Oh, yeah. And she asked, where was that? And he says, the game from this afternoon. And I put on my notes, wow. She's silent and grinning and kind of says, oh, okay. And then it pans over to Tammy. This whole thing really had me feel in some type of way, you guys. It was really cringe. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, oh, God. So it pans over to Tammy telling Abby that Great owes her a kiss. She's saying, to be honest, I kind of want to be free. And then in my notes, <laughs> I put, babe, you are free. Like, I don't know why you think you're fucking not. Like, you're not with this man. Like, literally, like, you guys aren't a thing. Like, I don't know why you think you're not free. And then I put in my notes, we all are a little Delulu. Okay, all of us. Okay, I'm a little Delulu. I have my Delulu moments. Okay, we all have friends who feed into our Delulu. There's the same fucking way when Abby tells her she's going to get that kiss. Okay, she can't even look at Tammy when she says it. So, ladies, if you guys think that you're a little Delulu, just like take comfort in the fact that we all have our Delulu moments. And right now, Tammy's being Delulu. A thousand percent, she's being Delulu. <laughs> So N gets up and says to Great, you can find me wherever I go. Great says to stop. He can't play hide and seek. And she's playing with him, telling him to follow the princess. They are just like playing games with each other and flirting. Tammy is saying she set up boundaries and told him she just wants to be friends, that she doesn't care who he chooses. But girly pop. If you didn't care, you wouldn't even be having this convo right now. Like, life is simple. You guys, things are really simple a lot of the time. And it's like, you wouldn't be having this whole fucking conversation with Abby if you didn't care. Like, it would just, like, literally, you would not give a fuck. Like, it wouldn't even cross your mind. You would be, like, just doing your own fucking thing. So I will say that. N and Great sneak off to the... Why do I keep saying N? Because I, in my notes, I fucking have N. Nafisa's name is N because it was getting annoying to like type her full name out. So that's why I keep saying N. Sorry. That was my bad, you guys. My notes were a little too concise. So N is Nafisa. I'm going to start saying Nafisa now. Nafisa and Great sneak off to the bedroom and she says she's going to tuck him in. L-M-A-O. Yeah, you are. Abby is telling Tammy that they only have so much time there and that at the end of the day, she feels like she needs to talk to him. Okay, girl, you need to stop feeding this girl's Delulu moments. Like, okay, we all need a friend that like kind of feeds him a little bit, but you need to like, you're feeding him a little bit too much, okay? Tammy says, I didn't know exactly what she said, but the captions say strike, question mark, we'll see what dot, dot, dot. And then she kind of gets cut off because Abby cuts her off and says, no, you need to be soft and flirty. Let's discuss because the Barbie movie, you guys, I just saw that the other night. The Barbie movie spilled a lot of women's secrets. Okay. And one of the secrets is girls can be kind of manipulative with men because men really need their ego stroked a lot of the time. So when we want something, at least the smart girls, we're not just going to go over there and be like, oh, we want A, B, C, D, and E and be like all tough and like in your face and like crazy about it because that's not going to stroke your ego that's not going to get what we want we go over there and we're like flirty and playful and in between the flirty and playfulness and like touching his arm and like kind of like touching his chest and like being flirty and cute stroking the shit out of that ego that's when we start dropping in the hints that we're not thrilled with his behavior <laughs> okay that's when we start dropping in like oh like you're on one like you're playing games like you know because it's like we're getting the point across and we're letting him know we're not pleased, but we're also stroking his ego at the same time to not completely turn him off. 
the Barbie movie spilled these secrets, okay? It really fucking did. Being a woman <laughs> is, is not fun. But you got to play these games. You can't, if you want, if you want great, you got to not go over there and be like all just like gung-ho like in his fucking face. Like that's going to turn him fucking off. You got to be in your feminine energy, especially with like masculine men. I'm just saying it's unfortunate, but it's fucking true. It's just fucking facts. And Abby kind of reminds her of that, but she's not listening. She's like gung-ho. She's going in. She's going to make some shit happen. I don't know what she thinks is going to happen, but she thinks something is going to happen from this. Great and Nafisa are in his room. They're clearly undressing. And then Tammy just waltzes in saying, hey, are you okay? What's going on? In my notes, I put no fucking way. Nafisa's face, she's just smiling and blown away. Great is like a deer caught in headlights. And then it looks like there's someone else in the door. I'm not sure who it is. I think it's Abby or Tia, but I'm not sure. Nafisa asks who the fuck sent you guys in here and Tammy says she sent herself in there and continues to walk further into the room holy shit okay I cannot this is the, so fucking cringe because they're clearly like they're clearly up to no good okay they're clearly feeling each other they're in a dark ass room his room her dress is half off. He's on the bed. It's like, Tammy, what are you not putting together about this scenario that you're like not welcome in this situation right now? And like shit's about to get wild. So Nafisa's joking and says Tammy wants to join the party. And then she jumps on the bed with great. Tammy says she doesn't. And Nafisa calls her out saying she does. Cause why is she in there? And I literally put facts in my notes. Cause like, dude, what the fuck? Tammy says that's not a threesome. Nafisa says it's not because we are literally in here with the door closed having a conversation. And in my notes, again, has Tammy just completely lost her damn mind? Like, I don't understand what about this. She's not understanding like she's not welcome in this situation. Like this was not no one else was invited into this situation besides Gray and Nafisa. Michaela and Abby are just giggling in the background. Gray is silent as ever. And honestly, this man is not worth all this trouble. Like, I, he's not funny, like, no pun intended, but great is not that great. Like, I don't understand why there's so much fucking fuss about this idiot. He also, like, never fucking speaks. He's just, like, a mute whenever he gets himself in these situations, even though this situation he didn't get himself into. But still, like, I just don't understand why, what, like, what drug has he given to these women to make him act like this? It's just, I don't get it. I do not get it at all. <laughs> British accent moment. Uh, Tammy is asking great if he's okay and if he's fully aware of what he's doing. And if he is, she will leave. Dot, 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 a million dots in my notes. And he finally speaks up. Thank fucking God. And says, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. Also, side note, these bedrooms kind of suck. Like, that's one thing I really noticed about this season. All of the boyfriend and girlfriend bedrooms fucking suck. They're tiny. They're not a vibe. Like, back in my day, our bedrooms were, like, five-star resort bedrooms. Like, out of this fucking world. Even season two, their bedrooms were fucking crazy, too. I don't understand why these bedrooms are, like, tiny little closets and, like, not fucking cute. But that's neither here nor there. Tammy asks again, you know what you're doing? Like, why is, like, is she on something? Like, I don't understand 
like she has to be drunk like i don't understand what what like why she's not understanding that they're trying to like get it on so and he says again yeah and one uh, i put in my notes one of her friends needs to help her come back to planet earth and get her out of there because yeah this is really cringe i guarantee you she watched this and like once it aired on tv and was just dying inside Nafisa says, are you his mother? Then get out after Tammy confirms she is in fact not his mother. And then she finally leaves. Thank fucking God. Nafisa hits the nail on the head with she just wanted to make sure she was with us. But none of this is your business. Like literally mind your business. Honestly, facts don't disagree. They then close the door on her and go back to giggling and undressing and great locks the door and falls back onto the bed and says, yo, what the fuck just happened? Then he's in the confessional and he says, this is why he can't talk to Tammy. Why would she walk in here? I don't get it. Like I haven't even done nothing with her. Haven't kissed her. Imagine if I would have kissed her, how she would be acting. He literally took the words out of my mouth because I was thinking the same thing. It's like this man has done absolutely nothing physical with her at all. Like he's given her no indication that he's like down to do anything physical with her. And she's already acting like this, like Delulu and crazy. Like if he ever like had sex with her, oh shit, we don't even know the type of shit that she was capable she'd be capable of so yeah he fucking took the words right right the fuck out of his mouth also why is there a towel on this man's head i don't understand why he's always in the confessional with a fucking red towel on his head it's bizarre they start so nafisa and him they they start making out and they're getting frisky under the covers and then she says they shared a memorable night together and it's exactly how prom night should have ended and then I put, like, so they had sex, right? Because, like, I don't know about all, y- all y'all, but my prom night, I was having sex all over the place. I feel like that's, like, a prom night thing. Like, you have sex. Like, right? I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But I was having sex in vehicles and limos and parties. I mean, I was, I also had a boyfriend, but still. Like, I feel like that's, like, kind of, like, the stereotypical prom night is you have sex. <laughs> because you're in high school and like you're out for the first time and like you're doing your thing like I don't know so I'm assuming they had sex based on that statement then the light goes on at the girls villa and everyone is silent and when the all single guys start saying green light I fucking that shit sent me I was dead they were literally thinking like what can we fucking do to make this like a better situation green light green light I'm screaming I paused my screen at this moment and all the girls are like concerned and Maricela she's still dancing away while the other girls are flabbergasted which I thought was hilarious and then I put in my notes so that since the light went off they had to have fucked right like that's what I'm thinking like that's what the red light means I don't know like I'm I'm a little confused like does the red light only go off if actual sexual intercourse happens or is it just like they get under the covers and night vision I'm not sure I'm thinking they, they had to have had sex I feel like they did they had to have so then Vanessa says when I see the light go off it just halts everything in me she's imagining everything Rob could be doing and he who he's doing it with she says she's an experience she's experiencing Wow, I cannot talk. God, she's experiencing an intense amount of emotion in this moment. Her heart is pounding. 
Christian and Mike, they're in the confessional. They're drunk as hell. And they say it lights up. And this is perfect timing for us because the ladies were just getting loose. Doesn't it always happen that way on Temptation Island? And then Caitlin says, why is it red for so long? We get it. And then Tajik, he's in the confessional. And he says, this shit made me laugh. He's like, when the light goes off, we're all scared as fuck. Thinking the girls are just going to fold and run home and go to bed. Then he pauses and he says, but it turned the hell up after that. LOL. Then it pans to slow motion, money flying through the air, a music change. Honestly, go production. This whole thing is a vibe. Um, I do. I like this party. I love the, I love the vibe. And then everyone starts saying, fuck that light. <laughs> fuck that light. Let's go. And then Maricela, she says, let's go dance next to it. I'm not going to lie. Maricela, as we're getting to know her and she's opening up, she's a demon in the best way. And I'm not going to lie. I fucking love it. She gives zero fucks. She's like, they're going to fuck up over there. Like, okay, let's like have fun and dance next to it. And then she is quoted, when the light turns on, I start dancing around the light. I'm not scared of the Temptation Island light. I actually see it as a challenge. And then Caitlin says, let's light up their shit. So now everybody's trying to get their light <laughs> to light up over at the guy's villa, which I'm fucking dead because this whole thing is hilarious. I, I'm here for it. I'm not going to lie. The t there was tension at first. I was a little worried the same way Tajik and the single guys were. But them all trying to get this shit to light up at the guy's villa is fucking hilarious. And I'm here for it. Vanessa's bent over the couch. She's like, I want it lit up in the other house. L-O-L. Fucking energy. I'm here for the energy. So then we go back over to the guys' villa. And Michaela and Hall, they're just, like, sitting on the couch. And, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, they still haven't kissed, right? See, you guys, this is another reason why I think it's a real connection. Because, you guys, when there's, like, real feelings involved... Having a first kiss or like a first sexual intimate moment with a person that you actually have real feelings for and actually think you have a future with is fucking scary as fuck. And I have a lot of guy friends and they've all told me if a guy like rushes into hooking up with you where it's just like you hook up on like the first time you hang out or like they just want to hook up with you like right away and they don't want to build like a friendship first and like build a foundation, they don't see you as long term. OK, if a guy gets nervous around you, shy, he's not hooking up with you casually, he's like hasn't kissed you yet and he's nervous, that's because he's he there's actual potential for a fucking future. OK, so like you guys, a guy hooking up with you right away, ladies, take notes. It doesn't fucking mean you're the one. If a guy is clearly into you and he hasn't kissed you yet and you haven't hooked up yet then maybe he's actually really into you, okay? That's just something my guy friends have told me, and it hasn't just been one guy friend. It's been a lot of guy friends. So I'm just saying, Michaela and Hall still haven't kissed yet. So that makes me think even more reason why it's real and why it's different than Ethan and Morgan. Because Ethan and Morgan just, like, rushed into, like, we're having sex and, like, making out and, like, we're in love, like Michaela and Hall are not doing that. They're not saying that they love they're in love with each other. There's no um oh my god, what is the fucking word? Love bombing. There's no none of that. They're taking it slow and like they're actually I think it's real. They're just sitting on the couch and they're talking about how great and Nafisa had a real prom 
LOL. And the light is definitely glowing at the other house. They're both in the confessional. And Michaela's like, the, the light is definitely glowing at, at the girl's villa. Rob's in the hammock with Des telling her that Vanessa ran this relationship like a corporation. And I'm fucking crying at that description. He says, I hate that shit. Des asks him if he likes a partner that's more dominant and Rob is like very turned up when he says no I don't I hate that shit he tells Des that she that Vanessa constantly embarrasses him and he's grabbing his head while he's saying this he's getting really upset saying that he's been in such a bad relationship for so long and that is a direct quote he says he's very glad that he's got to know Des and then in the confessional he's talking about how he's slowly been disattaching from Vanessa and then he's quoted as I've been letting go of Vanessa I've been I've been getting closer to Des they start making in the hammock and he says you trying to make that light up L everyone's trying to make the light light up I'm not gonna lie if I wasn't so loyal when I was on my season if I was who I am today on season one I'd be trying to light that shit up with a single guy for sure oh I'd be like yes <laughs> yep let's light that shit up so the girls they're trying so hard to make the light go off over in the guys villa and then boom their freaking light goes off again and all the guys start saying yo fuck that other house what is going on in the other house lol so I actually think that it doesn't mean fucking the light. It means just like they, they get really like hot and heavy because Des and Rob are still like fully clothed, but they were just like getting hot and heavy making out in the hammock. All of the girls are saying it wasn't their man. I'm fucking dead. Vanessa says we can't all be like it wasn't my man. Facts. Vanessa admits that she might have another failed relationship and the light is really fucking with her. Kaylin, she's randomly all over Sebastian and Mike is really annoyed about this. He's in the confessional and he's saying explore your options, get to know him, but then don't in the same breath say you want to keep getting to know me. So he's definitely in his feels. I will say he asked to come on the podcast and get it approved by production. So I'm wondering why he wants to come on the podcast because like I said, I don't know what's happening in real time. I don't know where everyone ended up, but he wants to come on the podcast. So I am intrigued she asks Sebastian if this is tempting because they're like holding on to each other or whatever and she says he's so cuddly she admits that she's confused and she feels attracted to Mike but Sebastian's really hot Mike just walks away and then Vanessa's kind of encouraging this whole thing the Sebastian thing and says is he not a good dancer or what but then Caitlin says in the back of my mind I have Hall so Christiane and Maricela are in her room, dot, 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 night vision, <laughs> just saying the lights are off and she admits they are connecting more and it's the first night they spend the night together. And that really went from zero to 100 because I literally thought they just started being into each other like 30 minutes before this. But, you know, you only live once. Is his head between her legs while she's massaging his scalp? I think it is. I think she's like up against the headboard and her legs are like spread open and his head is in her lap. She's starting to feel him a lot more and she wants to see where it goes. And I put in my notes, they are definitely lighting it up. This episode a thousand percent is going to be like light it up. 
let's let's light it up. I don't know. It's lit up. Something along those lines. And then it lit up. It did. It fucking lit up. And then um, T.S. sees it. And she's like, look what time of the day it is, too. Everyone's kind of like giggling and freaking out. Rob says that his heart drops and he's feeling all these things. And low key, like when he's in the confessional, it seems like he's on something like either a shit ton of Red Bull. I don't know. But he's like turned the fuck up. Also, the crown that he's wearing is wild. He says, was it a kiss or was it sex? Who could it be? And then we're over back to another hammock situation. And it's Alexis telling Chris to write a pros and cons list. Like between, I think, her and Maricela. He said he has and the pros and cons list is equal. He says that he feels challenged and vulnerable with Alexis because she has challenged him with questions that he doesn't know the answer to. I low-key forgot about them and so I'm glad that they like popped up in this moment because then she literally says how did we get here because I I thought the same thing girl I was like yo where did you guys come from you you guys have really been doing your own thing so then she says to him life is so crazy I didn't know you a week ago he tells her she made her move and she admits that she goes after what she wants. And he says, oh, you did. You wasted no time. They tell each other how cute and sexy they are. And he's fighting temptation. And then cute Tia, she runs out to tell him that the light went off and Alexis says, shut up. And then Chris in the confessional, he says, talk about scary, talk about heart dropping, talk about nerves, talk about anxiety. And Hall's just staring at the crystal ball, as he calls it. And he says, what level of intimacy was it? Talking to the light. (laughs) I'm dead. Rob just putting his arm around Hall's shoulder. Rob's always putting his arm around one of the guy's shoulder. He's just always comforting his bros. Chris wants to know who has fallen into temptation, considering we all know it's his girl. That's awkward. And then we go to a commercial break. So it is the next morning and Rob and Great are looking at Polaroid pictures and doing a little crafting together. Great is in the confessional saying that we all probably are saying that him and Nafisa are doing the nasty under the blanket. And then this is a direct quote. I mean, we could have, but we didn't. Do we believe him? I don't believe him for a second at all whatsoever. Also, production, why are you letting him wear this red towel on his head in all these freaking interviews? Like, I don't, like, you would have, back in my day, I keep saying back in my day, um, you would have fucking never, ever let that go down. And then um, Great makes a little joke to Rob saying how I met your mom and shows him a picture of Nafisa from the Polaroids. LOL. Chris walks up to Nafisa at the kitchen table and he says, for the first time ever, that woman made my dick so fucking hard. Okay, I cannot. Why the fuck is he sharing this with another woman? This dude is so cringe. Like, if like... You know how, like, Tajik's face is next to fuckboy in the dictionary? Chris's face is next to cringe in the dictionary. Like, what in the fuck? 
She literally says, excuse me. But then Chris continues to tell her that he hasn't been this horny in this house. And Nafisa's is just kind of nodding and going along with it because you can tell she's like weirded out. And he's telling her how Alexis was asking him such challenging questions. <laughs> and she wants to know what exactly made his dick hard because like he goes from like, she made my dick so fucking hard. And then she's and then he's like, yeah, like she's asking me all these challenging questions. Like, what the fuck? And then she ends this whole weird exchange with it's getting real. Everybody's getting horny. So then we're with Michaela and Hall sitting on the couch. He's opening up to her about how the entire eight years with Caitlin, he's always known something was missing. He just didn't know what it was. And you guys, last episode, remember when I kind of went on a rant and I confess that in my long-term relationship, I always knew in my heart and my soul and my gut something was really off. And I was just like in denial about it. I kept telling myself it was anxiety. I was overthinking. This is that same situation. Like when you know you're not with the right person, like you know deep inside, a lot of the times you just ignore it, especially when you've invested so much time. Michaela confesses she thinks that's her biggest fear, not wanting to settle in life. Girl, same. I've settled once. I'll never settle again. Absolutely the fuck not. Back at the girls' villa, we have one hell of a pool party. Tajik does a backflip into the pool. And I'm not going to lie, that was hot as fuck. And we got daytime twerking for once. We're switching it up from night vision twerking to now daytime twerking. And we love it. We're here for it. We find out this party is themed and it's called a black daytime pool party. Everyone is wearing all black. I love that idea. My uniform is all black. I love wearing all black. I love the whole scene. We got body shots. And then, of course, Mark walks in. And it's a dun-dun-dun, like, real dark, dark energy is <laughs> coming to the room. Vanessa confesses that she's happy to see Mark because it means more answers. And I'm not going to lie. I do love that outlook on it because it is facts. Like, if you want more answers, the bonfire... It's that's where you're going to get him. And I just took the words out of my mind and my mouth because we find out that, of course, there's another bonfire. And then Vanessa says, finally, and even Marks pick, picks up on the fact that she says finally, and he is stoked that she's like being so positive about it. Paris, she's confessing that she's really nervous because she feels like she's been acting really bad and she's starting to feel bad about it. And you can tell like she's genuinely like in her feels like she's like, fuck, like I... I'm going to have some bad shit on there. Caitlin admits that she's really nervous. Vanessa's excited. We were just talking about how Paris is really uncomfortable. And she admits to Mike that she doesn't want to talk about it. And Mike does respect that. All the single guys are reminding them that they are all there for them. And like low-key, I do want to talk about this for a moment. Like the trauma bonds that you form with the singles, especially I feel like the, the girlfriends with the single guys, it's wild. Like, I've never actually admitted this before on a podcast. I'm sure some people probably put it together. And I've talked about it in therapy. I 1000% had a trauma bond with Val. Okay. Like, a thousand fucking percent. Like, and it's so bizarre to say that because that's such like a, that's like a pretty big statement. But no, dude, that, like, I wouldn't have survived that island without that man. And I will die on that fucking hill. And it's wild because at the end of the day, like, I don't, we didn't even really know each other, you know, like he was like a stranger from across the fucking country. And like, I full blown trauma bonded with that man because of this experience. So I just think that's something 
I don't know if you ever decide to do a show like this to keep that in mind. So you're going to form some crazy fucking bonds with essentially strangers. <laughs> so just keep keep that in mind before you sign your 50 page contract. So then, of course, we have Sebastian. He's offering massages and then Vanessa jokes back if there's anything else on the table, dot, dot, dot. And then it's time for a bonfire. The sun is setting. The music is dramatic. The waves are crashing in slow motion. All of this means it's bonfire time. So the guys are up first. Great admits that he's anticipating this being the worst bonfire because they did see the temptation light go off. Little does he know he too set the light off, but you know, I'm just the bad guy pointing that out. Mark, he asked the guys if they want to talk about the new addition of the villa, which is the temptation light. And Rob speaks up first. He admits that it's hard to see it because it gets you wondering who was it? Was it a kiss? Was it more? Blah, blah, blah. And then Mark says, well, now it's time to find out. And the energy, it gets, yeah, the energy's intense. So great. It's, he's up. And he says that he's nervous. And Mark reminds him that they are all there with him. And his clip is, of course, the talent show lap dance from Tajik, the exorcist moment. And that crazy makeout session. They end up spending the night together where I said cuddling definitely isn't just cuddling. He's shocked. He has his hand over his mouth. Rob is reminding him that they're all there for him. He says, bro, it's good. And great. Great's like not doing well through this clip. It's very clear that he's like struggling with this. And Mark immediately calls out that it's clear he still has a lot of feelings for Paris based on his reaction. And Great says, quote, that is gone, Mark. All my feelings are gone. And honestly, again, I'm the bad guy, but it's just wild to me because this man finally got a dose of his own medicine and he literally can't handle it. Isn't that always how it goes with cheaters? It's like cheaters will get a dose of their own medicine and it's just like they just are appalled. It's like, dude, you've been doing this for years on numerous occasions. Like, welcome to the fucking club. Mark says that he hears him, but does it really work like that? And Great continues to confess how he doesn't trust anybody 100%. He admits that he he's always had doubts about her and always wondered what she's like when he's not around. This is a classic, classic case of a cheater thinking his partner is also a cheater. If you're ever with someone, it's honestly like science and there's statistics that back this up where if... You are like with someone and they're always like accusing you of being a cheater. They are probably cheating because it's like their guilty conscience. I even put in my notes, let's talk about that phenomenon because it's literally facts. And then he says, now that I'm seeing this, Mark, it's gone. It's gone. And I do love when Mark says in the nicest way, quote, but you've done stuff on this island, haven't you? Yes, Mark. Call this boy out. Great is just silent and flabbergasted because like, what the fuck are you going to say to that? Because facts. And then Mark does explain he's not condoning or excusing any behavior, but just to think about it deeper before you make any rash decisions. And now it's Chris's turn. And the clip for Chris is his the Christiane's fucking head in Marisol's lap while she's rubbing him, cuddling in bed together and doing God knows what. Chris's face is absolutely horrified and he's like trying to zoom in looking closer and he says, is she having sex? 
Rob is hilarious. He's just like helping all the dudes through these moments through their like darkest moments he's like everything's okay bro everything's okay like putting his hand on his shoulder like helping him out he has a good heart you, you can tell rob has a good heart chris says that he's shocked and disappointed he's kind of speechless and he says his heart is beating out of his chest right now and i do love that he's being honest and he's not like fronting he says she set all these rules for me and she was the first one to break them mark wants to know what the rules were and chris says to not do that Mark wants to know what he thinks that was. And honestly, come on, Mark. Like, don't play dumb. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, it's not good. Don't pretend that it is. Chris says it was cuddling. It looks like it might have led to sex. And he has a feeling of relief. Mark wants to know what the relief is. And Chris says, I'm done. I'm finished. And then he kind of claps his hands together. It looks like he rolls up, like, crumpled up piece of paper and, like, shoots a basket. Does, like, a shooting a basket motion. Mark says he's going to play devil's advocate and is asking if maybe he's done anything similar. Chris talks about the hammock situation and like low-key Mark comparing the hammock conversation to her being in bed with another man is fucking insane. And like the double standard here is actually wild and I have to call it out because it is something else. Like him having a flirty conversation in a hammock to her having her legs spread open, leaning against her bed headboard in her dark ass room with this man's head between her lap and then them under the covers making out. They're not the same on any fucking planet or universe. So like let's not try to pretend that they are. Chris says there's a way to explore connections but and still be free, but also still be classy about it. And I have to say, I'm not a Chris fan. I think he's cringe as fuck, but I do agree with him in this instance. She thinks she should, he thinks she should be ashamed of herself. And I'm going to say that's a little extreme, but I do see what he's saying. Mark says that when you come into Temptation Island and you're now an individual, you'll do what you need to do to figure out why you're here. Honestly, I put in my notes, bombastic side eye. I kind of understand. There was recently an article that came out saying he's like, Mark is super biased towards the females, the girls on the show. And I kind of agree because like, why the, and also why the fuck didn't I get this treatment, Mark? Like you were such a hater, like towards me and I was just being loyal. Like, and I will say to this day, I still get DMs about Mark being a hater towards me. Again, there's no hard feelings. And like me and him are totally chill and like shoot the shit, love him, respect him. But like, I'm just like, you're so like in love with all these girls and you were like kind of a hater towards me. And I was just like one of the only fucking loyal people on any fucking season. Low key. There's a small handful of us. I was like the fucking pioneer of being loyal on temptation Island. And you were not a fan of me by any fucking means, but <laughs> that was the past. And now we're talking about this show. So I do agree with that article. He's being biased as fuck. Now it's Rob's turn. He asked him if he's doing all right, and Rob says that he's doing great. And it's Vanessa in the confessional saying, ladies, do not let your boyfriend stop you from finding your husband. I fucking love that quote. I live by that quote now, I will say. And it's also her twerking um, on the casino night. And I will say, damn, production, you're doing her wrong because she's been super emotional and hasn't really done anything. And she's just like trying to get through the day and they're making it look like she's hoeing herself out. And like, that's kind of fucked up because she's actually been like very emotional and like in her feels. 
he says that this clip doesn't really phase him and um the more and more he lets vanessa go the happier he is and the lighter he's becoming and he's getting his happiness back and he's been happy for a really really long time and i'm not gonna lie that's a big statement and that's sad and i don't like that then he drops a bomb and we find out that Vanessa actually got married when she was 19 years old and that marriage lasted for 12 years and he is quoted saying Vanessa dominated that relationship and that's what she's used to and then he fucking goes off. He explains that that's why him and her bicker and fight so much because she's so used to running the show and having control and being the dominant woman dominant one and he's not going to take that so basically the only relationship she knows is her 12-year relationship that she ran the whole time and she doesn't know how a real relationship actually works and mark just says preach and then mark says and i can't he says i can't believe i'm about to say this but based on what you just said and how you said it you might be the exact guy that vanessa needs and all the guys start laughing and they do kind of agree with mark and then someone says And then Mark says, she can't handle you, bro. Then Rob says, he's like, I don't need any validation. I'm not playing anymore. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so that's how that clip ends. Because Rob is just over it. You can tell. He's like, he's had enough. He's not feeling her anymore. He's, but like, I do kind of agree. Like, Vanessa definitely needs a man that's going to like put her in her place. Like an extremely dominant man. A more dominant man than, than her. And then it's Hall's turn. And in his clip, it's Caitlin talking about how into Sebastian she is. And they're like hugging and cuddling. And he says, I haven't seen that much love in a while, which, woo, big statement. And then he says, I love Caitlin. She's an amazing person. That's why I put a ring on her finger. And then he says that he's never met a better person than Caitlin, but he needs to be honest with himself. And then he drops the bomb. I've just always known deep inside that she's not the one for me. And did I not hit the nail on the head when I said when you're in a long-term relationship, you feel it, you know it, you know when it's not right for you and you're just in denial. And he finally fucking admitted it out loud. And that is how this episode ends. Okay, you guys, I hope you enjoyed. That was episode five. Shit's getting wild. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to get caught up on episode six and seven. I'm going to try really hard to drop two episodes next week. No promises, though, but I am going to try. So, yeah, just bear with me, you guys. My life is really crazy in Florida right now. I'm busy. I'm making shit happen. I also just signed with Playboy, side note. So, I mean, getting accepted to Playboy isn't a huge deal. A lot of people get accepted. So, my bucket list now is to become a Playmate. I want to be October or December. October is my birthday month. December is my favorite month of the year. So, I'm about to, like, go in and do photo shoots and, like, make some shit happen. So, everybody manifest that I am a Playmate within the next two years, okay? So, yeah that's what's going on I got a new job I'm running shit in a high rise I'm running their spa and their gym I have my content my exclusive pages I have playboy now I have my podcast I've got my merch I'm fucking busy okay but I promise I'm gonna do everything I can to get caught up ASAP because I know some crazy shit's happening I know you guys can't wait to hear what I have to say so just bear with me you guys it's gonna be fun and it just means more episodes and more it's tempting for all of you so that's it for today I love you all Please go follow the Instagram account at It's Tempting Pod, my, per- my personal at Call Me Case. Please go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, like, subscribe, leave a five star review. Please leave a review. 
And I think that's it, you guys. If you want to leave a review, I'm still giving out free hats to my favorite one. It says it's tempted. It's a black dad hat. It's a vibe. I get compliments on it all the time. Only if you genuinely enjoy the podcast. And I think that's it, you guys. I love you all. Have a good day. Bye.